to Making Sense of Success, a podcast dedicated to finding the meaning of success and empowerment. I'm your host, Daniela. Stay tuned every Monday morning for new episodes. Interested in becoming a part of our community? You can find us on Instagram at Making Sense of Success. Stay tuned for future episode series and pod weeks. Email us at makingsenseofsuccess at gmail.com or shoot us a DM if you'd be interested in sharing your stories of success and empowerment. Thanks for tuning in and joining our journey. Enjoy this episode. Welcome, Joshelle, to Making Sense of Success, and happy yeah. Saturday. I Did know. you happy want... Saturday. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to give a little bio about yourself to our listeners so they can get to know you more? Yeah, um, that's, that's actually great. So my name is Joshelle. Um, I have a company called Nat, um, Retro L, which is basically a natural beauty and aromatherapy self-care company. Um, we like to make uh, minimal, natural uh, self-care products for women and their needs. Um, this was birthed through basically my own journey of battling um, postpartum depression when I had my daughter back in 2013. Um, I didn't start my business until 2019, but I have always loved making my own products and finding just moments of need time. And I figured there are definitely other women, not not just moms, who could also um, use these products as well and need to prioritize their self-care. So that's pretty much like where we're at with Retro L. That's so awesome. And thank you for sharing that. And I'm yeah. sure we'll dive into that a bit more um, in a little bit. But so we like to start with a couple more icebreaker questions. Um, so the first one I'll ask you is what's the best piece of advice you've ever received or given someone? Um, I'll say this is, uh, the best that I received. I grew up going to art schools, um, throughout my lifetime. And when I was in high school, one of my dance teachers, um, he had gave me this piece of advice, uh, to whom much is given, much is required. Um, and pretty much he had given that to me because I, I have always been a very tall and lanky girl. And when I was in dance class, ballet class, I had this bad habit of always kind of like shortening, my arms and my body and stuff just because you know I was a taller girl and he was just like to whom much is given much is required meaning that you know I have these beautiful long limbs and height for a reason so extend you know use it to the best of my ability and extend it for myself and I just found that I've used that just throughout my life you know um very blessed um talented I have a lot of great ideas and things and you know I have to use those to the best of my ability and not just shorten myself. So that was a piece of advice that I got back in high school that has pretty much stuck with me, you know, throughout my lifetime. Wow. Yeah. We haven't gotten that yet, actually. Um, I've never heard that piece of advice. Um, and it's hard, you know, I think with, um, there being so many people in the world and seeing what so many people do, right. And especially with social media now being influenced with that. But, Mm -hmm. uh, I can imagine growing up, you know, um, it's not always easy to give yourself credit, even for like the little things, you know, right, over time. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. There's just, so, I feel like there's so many people now and then with social media on top of that, like that doesn't help. Right. Cause you're I influenced know. by so much more. I know you are. And it's crazy because, you know, you, you don't really know like what's real and what's not, or what you're really getting when it comes to social media. So you know, um, I think in and when I was in high school, social media really wasn't that big yet because I Facebook wasn't even out. Like Facebook was kind of starting to come out like when I got into college. So the fact that social media is so big this, you know, to this day um, and trying to 
fit that piece of advice in there. You know, I'm glad I was able to get those words early on in my life because you're right. It is, is really hard right now. Which I'm, I'm glad you had someone in your life too, you know, that was able to, I guess, expose you to that side, right? Mm -hmm. Um, to be able to give yourself credit and also appreciate yourself more. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I I appreciate that advice. (laughs) (laughs) And the next question I'll ask you is, uh, kind of what this whole podcast is focused on. Um, so do you think your definition of success has changed over time? And if so, what would your definition be? Yeah, you know, I feel like, and probably it's the same for a lot of people. I think my definition of success was usually always defined by other people. And now I'm learning to just to to just define it based off of what it means for myself, you know, um, even with my business, you know, like I said, because we are in that world of social media, a lot of times, like if you're kind of looking over at other businesses and brands and seeing things that they're doing, you will kind of feel like you're not successful because you're not doing what they're doing. You don't have the amount of followers or maybe brand connections and things. And to be honest, doing my business was definitely a big leap of faith for itself, just because I don't come from a family of, you know, entrepreneurs and things. So um, doing that was just successful in itself, just to get started, even though I didn't know how things would go. Um, it was just something that I felt like I needed to do for myself because it was such a dream of mine and on my bucket list. So yeah, now today I'm really just learning to define it based off of what feels good for me, um, versus trying to compete and keep up with everybody else. Because I mean, you really can't, it's just too much, you know? Well, yeah. And Mm -hmm. I think with entrepreneurship, you know, there's so many, uh, thinking about it in that sense, I think entrepreneurs do face a lot more challenges right um than some people just because um there are things maybe that when you're working for a company or you're working in corporate or um in another sector you don't really have to worry about but i feel Mm -hmm. like and i think we've seen that with this pandemic you know um how smaller businesses are struggling right um but yeah so i think that ultimately would obviously change your definition for sure Yeah, yeah, it definitely does. Because this pandemic has, you know, it's hard, you know, because when you're a small business, like you said, for versus a corporation that's been formed already, and, you know, you're basically wearing all the hats of everything. And especially if you don't come from that world, it's very hard, because you're trying to navigate all these different roles that you never knew, whether marketing, production, you're your graphic designer um, for your website, for your packaging. You're trying to speak with different um, manufacturers to get, um, you know, like your products and different things. So, yeah, it, it, it's hard in itself. But then, yeah, you throw the pandemic in there and it was even harder just because everybody in the world was suffering and trying to just get what you need for your business, which is extremely not even was. It still is sometimes difficult. So, yeah, very true. And I know you had spoken about it a bit more in your bio, but, um, and you had talked about, uh, dealing with postpartum depression and how that has kind of led you to start your business. Um, do you want to elaborate on that more or is there like a specific moment, I guess, that you went through where you were like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is it. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, like I said, I had my daughter back in 2013 and I'm originally from, um, Connecticut. So I had moved down to Atlanta, Georgia back in 2011, the ending of 2011. Um, I was, I always wanted to move away from Connecticut, but, um, it wasn't until I finished up my master's program and I was going and visiting different friends in different states. And one of my good friends from college, she had moved down here. And when I came, you know, I, um, just really loved Atlanta. I loved everything about it. And, you know, I met my boyfriend at the time and, um, you know, it just seemed like the, the move to make. And then a year later, you know, um, I got pregnant. And so it, I think I didn't, even though I knew I moved <laughs> from Connecticut to Atlanta, I think when you have a kid, it, it kind of hits you a little bit harder because for me, I'm very close with my family. So I didn't know, um, how hard and difficult that was going to be for me, like having my first child and not being close with my family and my mom. And so, of course, being just a new mom, being in um, a new city that's miles and miles away from your family and your your big support system, it was really difficult for me. So I definitely developed postpartum um, depression. And um, I was having, you know, when you're a mom, because it's just what it is, like with moms, we tend to kind of bear more of the weight when it comes to our kids. Um, it's very hard for you to make and carve out time for your own self-care. So I had to kind of like make it in my own home. <laughs> um, and I remember that I always loved Carol's Daughter's products. Um, I remember seeing Lisa Price years ago on the Oprah show. And I just love the concept that she had of just creating your own stuff in the kitchen. I was like, okay, you know what? I have all this stuff in my kitchen, in my house. Let me go ahead and make stuff. And I started making body butters and scrubs. And I would use them when my daughter would take her nap or when she would go to bed at night and really just get some much needed self-care time. Um, so at that time, it was just kind of more of a necessity that I needed just to kind of stay sane and find some moments for me. But it wasn't until later on in 2019 when I was like, you know what? I really enjoyed that period of my life of doing that stuff. And I know there are other women, not just mothers who can use this. Um, and that's when I decided to just go ahead and take the leap of faith and start my business. That's awesome. And, um, I love how it's kind of developed over time too, right? Yeah, um, yeah definitely <laughs> see, I'm, I'm sure you've definitely put a lot of time and effort into it, you know, um, all yeah. those years, but I think it's so beautiful how it came out of your story. So no, thank yeah. you for sharing that. That <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. And it's crazy because I, had the opportunity to meet um, Lisa Price from Carol's Daughter oh, wow. um, a couple of years prior to starting my business. Actually, a year before in 2018, she was um, on tour with the um, company, I don't know if you heard of them, Create and Cultivate. And they uh, came and um, did a stop in Atlanta. And she was one of the presenters. And after it, it was really cool because I was able to go and speak with her and pick her brain. Um, so, you know, me growing up, seeing her on TV and kind of like getting into the whole natural thing because of her and then meeting her, I just felt like everything was kind of coming full circle for me. And at the end, we were able to go and ask her questions. And that was one of the questions I asked, like, you know, because there's a lot of natural beauty companies and skincare brands out here. And I was like, you know, how, how do you... Um, how do you just become successful or how do you differentiate your products from other people and things? And she was like, you got to tell your story. Like she said, that's what sets you apart from anybody is like, you have to share your story. You have to share your why. And 
that stuck with me so much, which is, you know, why I'm really big on not only just promoting self-care, but just explaining like why it was such a need for me, which was because of that postpartum depression period. So. Right. Which I think comes with anything really. Mm-hmm. Um, telling your story is like that one aspect of yourself that no one else has. Right. That's very unique. Yeah. So th- that's also a really good piece of advice to yeah, actually I know, that I think that about was, it. I was like, oh man, I was thinking of two and I was like, ah, that's a good one too, but I'll go with what the first one was for me. So. But yeah, that, that's so cool how you were able to meet the person that kind of inspired you to start all this. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so cool. <laughs> And then I guess I know we had touched on challenges a bit earlier, but um, have there been any like really big challenges you faced uh, throughout this process of starting your uh, business? Oh, man. Yes, um, I definitely have. I think the the two in the beginning, um, one of the first challenges that I really faced was, you know, like I said, when you you don't come from the entrepreneur world, like you really are kind of just going, you know, taking it as you go, like you don't really know what you're doing. And when I was getting ready to release um, my body, butter it was the very, the very first product that I released my cocoa with body butter. And I released it. Um, I started my business in May of 2019. And we were getting ready to head into that warm summer season. And that is not the time <laughs> to be putting body butters out there because they're so temperamental in such high heat. So that was definitely a learning curve for me. I was like so ready to launch, but the timing of it probably wasn't the best just because we were going into um you know, the summertime when the body butters melt and stuff. So, you know, I've learned a lot and that's kind of like why I only sell them during a certain period of time, because once it gets hot there, it's just not good to kind of, you know, ship them and they melt and everything. So that was one of the biggest, um, kind of like hiccups for me in the beginning. But then now through COVID, it's just been really hard trying to just get a lot of supplies and things like a lot of um, the manufacturers that make all the bottles and jars and things, they're all being resourced from China. And, you know, everybody's, of course, trying to get different things. But because of COVID and the pandemic, you know, people have had to shut down, people have gotten sick. So it's made it a little bit more challenging trying to get supplies. So um, not being able to create and sell as much as I would have liked has been kind of hard. Um, but you know, we've, we've been doing our best and trying to pivot where we can. Right. Which is all you can do really. And uh, I mean, I think like that other challenge you had talked about with the body butters, that like that makes sense when you spell it out, <laughs> but I don't yeah. think it's something like you were saying, right. If you don't have a yeah. background or any knowledge, right. Um, in that area, it, it's really hard to kind of find mm-hmm. out those key things. So, so it's important that you took the time to do that. So that, and I think that's something that will reflect in the long term in your business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I went through a trial period of trying to figure out if I could get it like where we were doing like ice packs or trying to freeze them before I would ship. But it still didn't matter because, you know, once it leaves, you know, um, out of your hands, it it goes through, um, you know, the post office or UPS, it sits in trucks. Sometimes people may be on vacation and may sit in their mailbox or on their front door for a little bit and it just melts. So, you know, I tried my best to try and find some ways to make it work. But unfortunately, you know, and because it is natural and I don't put any type of, you know, fillers or stiffness 
softeners, um, synthetic stiffeners or anything in it. It's just kind of like, that's just what, what it is. So, but you know, people understand, like I, I do sell it for pretty much most of the year, but then like the three months out of the summer, I do take them down. Right. But yeah. And it, that like comes over time, right? Learning all those processes, like you did everything you could do on your end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's only so much you can do to prevent right. something like that from happening when it, there's like a whole process and system that goes into it. And like you said, yeah, like with small businesses, right? Um, a lot of people are understanding of things like that. So, but no, that's good that you were able to kind of resolve. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess if you could uh, do it over again, um, would there be anything you do differently? And it's totally cool if not, like, if you love your journey the way it is, um, yeah. you can totally say no. <laughs> yeah, you know what, that's a good question, because in the beginning, I used to say, yes, if I could do something differently, I would, as far as, like, the timing of maybe trying to start my business earlier, so that way I had more time of putting the body butters out, so that way they didn't you know, they weren't, weren't coming out during close to the summer season. But then I just feel like, but that's life. Like there's never going to be any perfect time, any perfect moment. And we all have to learn certain lessons. And I think that if I hadn't done it, then I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I know, or even being able to share with other people, because I'm just one of those type of people that I don't keep things that I've learned to myself. So me learning certain hiccups and things has also been able to be helpful for other people, you know, and their businesses who are doing something similar. So, um, you know, no, I wouldn't take it back because I felt like it was a lesson that I, I really needed to learn. And to be honest, I probably would have learned it regardless at some point. So, yeah. Right. And like you were saying, then you can pass on that knowledge too. So, um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Um, and then the other question I wanted to ask you too was, do you have any goals, I guess, moving forward for retro L? Is there anything you're manifesting? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the crazy thing is, um, I just got put in, um, Nordstrom's, which was great. Uh, that was a, a congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Um, that's been a good opportunity, but I think for me, um, just a goal is really, continue to just like um, being more intentional with the products and things that we have, you know, like I said, when you're kind of doing something new, um, you know, it's just a, a learning curve. You're trying to see what products that you really love, what products other people love, like what um, is going to stay, what's not going to stay. Uh, and I, I, one thing, because my brand is all about minimalism, um, I don't want to get too oversaturated by doing too many products and too many things. So I think a big goal for us really is to just be more intentional with our products and curating like good staples or a good line that um, will kind of be here for a long time. Because I know that there's a lot of things that change and, and we do like change. We like having new products and things too. But I, I want people to feel that when they come um, and purchase from us that they're purchasing things that really do speak to them and their self-care needs and will be here for some time. So, yeah. Right. And, you know, I always, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Marshalls or um, that kind of brand. Uh, I'm just mm -hmm. thinking of that whenever I buy like skincare or something from there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Your likelihood of finding that again is quite mm -hmm. low. Right. <laughs> so, I think it's yeah. really important to find brands, you know, that you love and especially yeah. small businesses even better, but right. that have those consistent products, right? So you can uh, embed those within your um, 
within your skincare or within your body care um, on a daily basis, right? Right, right, exactly. Yeah, like I want to feel like you know, like we're here and we will have the products and things that you need. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just coming from the consumer perspective, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what yeah. I think of. But no, it, yeah. that's a really good point, too. Um, and I guess for someone looking to uh, start their journey within entrepreneurship um, mm -hmm. or even with thin um, skincare or body care or just wellness kind of products, um, mm -hmm. what advice would you give them? As far as if they wanted to start their own, you said? Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think that I, I would say to... And I know this is probably the advice that opposite advice that people would give, because I think a lot of times people are always like, you know, create products and things based off of what your con your consumer needs and wants, you know. But a lot of times I think that could kind of get a little overwhelming and jaded when you're trying to figure out what everybody in the world would like and want, you know. So I, I would say create products and things that really speak to you and your why, you know. Yes, if let's say for instance candles are very popular candles are something that we all love and use during our self-care routine but if you have no true connection to making candles or you know you really don't know how to make it and everything that's okay don't feel like that's what you have to do and put out you don't have to put out everything that other people are using or what you see is working from someone else because just because it works for somebody else it may not also work for you and your brand so i just feel like really curate and create products and things that really speak more to like your vision and what you want to see with your company versus just trying to do everything to keep up with other people or even just all about your consumers because you don't you don't want to get lost in in your brand and your company your business like this is still your business at the end of the day and like we said if you share your why and people really connect with you there will be people who will truly want to purchase your your products Right, and I know you had mentioned um, the lady that inspired you earlier on during our recording, but mm -hmm. do you have any resources that you would recommend uh, to those people, right, trying to start that business as well? Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest, like, we're, I guess this is probably one of the best, you know, um, <laughs> reasons for social media and things is that, especially with YouTube, there are a lot of um, great YouTubers out there who can give you, um, a lot of advice and show you how to make things especially like you know when you're a small entrepreneur and you don't have a lot of money and stuff you know trying to curate and make your own recipes and different things like it takes a lot of you know time and money and so there are a lot of resources and things out there pinterest youtube the internet that can kind of like give you some starter recipes and then you can tweak things as you go just so you don't feel like you're starting from scratch because like i said when you start from scratch and you're small and you're putting all your money and time into your own business that can be very very overwhelming so i feel like if you have an interest, whether it's natural beauty stuff or candles or, you know, knitting, whatever it is, definitely turn to um, your resource, your major resources, such as YouTube, Pinterest. Um, and then there are also a lot of online courses too that help you through Teachable and all that. So you can definitely find information and even some what, you know, what to do's and what not to do's out there already, you know, that things basically that people have already went through. That's awesome. Yeah. And that's one of the pros to social media, right? I know we had talked yeah. about 
yeah. how it can like influence us in, in some more negative ways, but that's a right. road to it. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the last kind of deep question I'll ask you is mm-hmm. what do you want our listeners to take away from this episode? Um, I just, I really want people to understand, you know, that mental health and self-care are extremely important. Um, And even though like I have my own company, like I've been a social worker for many, many years, I still work a full-time job. And I think that even though, especially for 2020, a lot of people have felt this has been the worst year, this pandemic is is done a lot. But I think in a lot of ways, you know, you have to find positives and everything. And I think for me, even for myself, it's really taught me to kind of just like slow down and to prioritize our self-care because, you know, before this, everybody was just going, 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 going all the time. And you are juggling so much in your life. And sometimes you forget to slow down and check in with yourself and take those moments of self-care and seeing what you need, or maybe, hey, I need to look into some therapy. You know, it's not even just product based, but maybe you need to get some therapy or speak to someone or or journal or meditate or do yoga, you know, self-care is just very, very important. So I think, you know, even though this year has been rough and had a lot of ups and downs for a lot of people, just don't miss the message of also being still and slowing down, you know? Yes. And that's beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing all this with us. That's been awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. I've, I've enjoyed speaking about um, self-care and my journey, and hopefully other people are inspired to start their own. <laughs> Did you want to give a shout out to your socials so people can find you and connect with you? Yes, definitely. You guys can purchase my products on my website, um, RetroL.com. You can also purchase on Nordstrom um, Pop-In Shop. We're under the self-care and wellness, and then you can primarily follow us on Instagram at retro.l. And also I have a YouTube channel where I do share um, different uh, business advice through my own journey um, on my YouTube channel, Joshelle Tashe. Um, So pretty much on YouTube and Instagram is where you should follow us most. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and give us a rating. Also check us out on Instagram at making sense of success and tune in next Monday for our next episode.